0: before we get into the episode if you haven't listened to part one of our one-year episode then stop listening right now and go listen to part one and if you have listened to part one and you were all like i wonder where the next part is gonna be uh here it is yay And we have a few new Discord members that I want to shout out. Uh, Shouts out to Detective Neckbeard. You get a shout out later too. I didn't want you to think that we forgot about you. And since the next episode won't be out for two weeks, shouts out to Syrups. Syrups thanks for always hanging out in our attack on titan watch parties and of course thank you for joining the discord and chatting with us about anime this part of the episode is our anime three x threes and i will be posting our three x threes in the discord later so uh yeah enjoy
1: Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Friendly discretion is advised. State-of-the-art Japanese animation.
2: We're doing our list now. Yes.
0: Yeah, so um, when we were discussing what to do for our one year birthday episode, I was like, well, you know, we should probably reintroduce the podcast. Let's make up for our <laughs> cringy first episode. And I was like, let's do anime three by threes. Because, yes, we talk a lot about Legends of the Galactic Hero. And we talk a lot about Lucky Star and Gundam and Pat Labor and all the shows that we like all the time. But I feel like there's a lot of shows that I do enjoy and that we all enjoy that might not be what we've talked about or any, or not like what we've talked about, but we haven't like discussed them as thoroughly as we have. Some. So I figured we would do a anime three by three so that we could kind of round out our anime tastes so that like when you're listening, if you are listening, please be listening. Um, That you would know kind of like where we're coming from with our anime discussions or something like that.
3: Yeah, I kind of looked at it as building a deck of cards for a battle game,
4: mm. I
2: guess that's the way Dan uh, <laughs> the way it came
1: across as Dan was describing his list, yeah, I was thinking about what particular things I am into, you know, like what am I looking for in anime? Mm-hmm. And I tried to grab one anime that exemplifies that. So it kind of crosses over with my, you know, when I think of my top ten favorite animes, uh, six of those made it onto this list, but three of them, um, or three of the ones on this list, would not be amongst my top ten shows. And as you know, we were talking about this on the group chat. And you know, when I think of what are my top ten favorite shows, I kind of thematically repeat or genre repeat in ways that are not representative of the entirety of my taste and and all the things that I'm into. So yeah this this three by three as we say is a little bit different than my all-time favorite things even though there's a good amount of crossover yeah this was tough
2: building this list because then i yeah this approach that you talked about originally i was like okay well i can do something like that but i i definitely didn't i definitely deviated a little bit from that concept you know like I do have things that are my favorite, but I also have things that are just not talked about in general. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mine is basically from, you could tell where I'm coming from, from a lot of my anime, but then I got some obscure ones in there that you Hmm. probably might not know, or maybe you do, but yeah. (laughs) So I want to round robin this in the, in the same order.
1: Sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Um, so my number one for me, number one on this list and number my number one favorite anime in general, period.
0: Number one in your heart?
1: Number one in my heart uh, <laughs> is Tenjin Tapagurin Lagan. Mm, mm, mm. And I chose this one because it exemplifies three things that are are very near and dear Um, To my sense of, you know, my sense of what I like in anime, my taste in anime. Number one, giant robots, of course. Nothing gets my blood boiling quite like giant robots. When you see giant robots doing shit, um, mm, that's good shit. Number two is manly burning fighting spirit. Uh, That's another thing that as long as the show can bring some good old fashioned manly fighting spirit to the table, that is enough. You know, I was, we were talking about that when I was watching Kuroko's basketball and it kind of dawned on me that like, yeah, I don't actually think this show is very good, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I am entertained enough by just watching people on screen yelling about how they'll never be defeated and they'll never give up. And that, yeah, that's enough for me. And number three is attitude over sense. And I think about this, like Tenjin Tapagun and Login, I think is not the best example of this, um, where it's kind of throwing uh, coherence out the window f- to lean into emotion. I would actually argue that, I mean, I think Tenjin Tapagun and Lagan has a reputation for that. I would argue that that is not a warranted reputation. I think. Tabagun and Lagan is coherent and makes sense the whole way through. It is a really like well-crafted and finely crafted show. But it does kind of have that reputation. But I think that applies more strictly to like Neon Genesis Evangelion or Ereca 7, where these shows are kind of self-aware about the fact that. It is not about creating a coherent story or a likable plot or, you know, any kind of character development. What it's about is to express emotion and express attitude and create a certain feeling in you. And I'm very, yeah, I'm into art like that in general. I like that in music as well. Music that kind of gives up on formality to create the kind of of atmosphere and, and attitude that that is the expression um and yeah i like that in anime as well i think it anime it, it is a little bit like it's a lot easier to make crappy music that's awesome than it is to make crappy anime that's awesome but yeah one could argue that like yeah seven like what is the point of any of this by the end you know they just kind of give up on every lingering plot element because ultimately this show is just an excuse to have you know, surfboarding robots in the sky against a multicolored rainbow backdrop, and everybody just loves each other. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I like it. You know, it's like fucking cool. Um, so yeah, that is my number one point uh, choice, and how that fits into my taste. Tengen Top of Lagann. Would you would
2: you could you argue that these types of shows that you describe are
1: like long music videos? <laughs> Uh I think Araka 7 could be construed in that way. Mm-hmm. Although I think I think they wanted to make it like that although they didn't quite have the soundtrack to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um I think you could say that Furikuri is a little bit like that. Yeah, um, I mean, that was solely
0: made for uh, The Pillows,
1: right? Exactly. The Pillows mm-hmm. made the soundtrack specifically for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Pillows, who are a real indie rock band that had some level of success of their own accord and are like, you know, not just some studio band that is, you know, hired to make a soundtrack. They are a real band that really writes, you know, reasonable songs that have, you know, popular and critical acclaim. And they did the soundtrack for this anime, you know, creating music specifically for this anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, Furukuri, yeah, I think Futurikuru is more than just any one thing. But yeah, it is part music video in that way. Yeah, and coming off that, uh,
2: Daft Punk, if you don't know, is breaking up. Yeah, and they had Interstellar five 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 five. Is it four fives? One, four fours, four fives. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they yeah. <laughs> Like that's relatively, uh, it's it's an anime. I guess you could call it an anime, right? There's no, there's a plot, but you follow it through the visual element only mostly through the visual element of Mm -hmm. the, of the music videos. Mm -hmm. Um, That is not on my list, but is very influential. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have, I have two films on my list and the first one I've already talked about, because it was such an important piece of animation in my life, and that's Akira, um, of 19, and it came out in 1988, uh, which is, I think, a good example of what anime was in the 80s as, like, uh, in reference to, like, it emphasizes the economic boom of the 80s, mm. and, like, you have you can spend all this money on one anime, one animation, and like being being the highest uh, budgeted movie at the time. Uh, I think it's why a lot of the anime coming out of that time was so detailed or so detailed and like the production value was so high. It was because of this like you got they just had tons of money to blow on on movies. Um, I could give you examples of that if you wanted, but I don't know. Cobra, Cobra is a good example. say mm. um, those those films, really high 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 budgets. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, this this show is pivotal. It's like, what if you just threw all the Disney and Pixar movies out the window and it's like, fuck you. I'm, um, this is punk. Like this is punk rock. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and it's dystopic. This is like the introduction for me in a lot of ways to what dystopic cyberpunk like combination of these things the genre is as a whole um and really influences my taste uh this is why I chose this one first um if you haven't seen it you need I think it's important to see it just not only not only as a piece of film history but like just as a as what animation could be can be and is and what I think like what American animation should strive to be, (laughs) even Mm -hmm. though it's not, you know, it's not coherent in a lot of ways. And I hope they make an anime that's based on the manga, like direct, a direct translation, because
3: there's a whole lot of story in this that hasn't been told. The movie doesn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I told you I've been reading the manga. Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm making my way through volume five right now yeah and it is it is crazy just how much of the story is left untold by the movie but it also makes me appreciate the movie more that it does a good job of of i think a lot of times when we see adaptations to try to cram too much into one thing they try they like really try to cover every base and they suffer for that. And sure. I think Akira is a great example of a movie that doesn't even try and succeeds specifically for that reason. It mm-hmm. focuses not on trying to convey the story as it was, but trying to create a good movie, you know, that that disregards kind of the story beats of the original story and just mm-hmm. yeah, it makes its own good story that's unrelated, you know, the same premise but unrelated. I think maybe, maybe adaptation should be more that way,
3: hmm. Amelia
0: oh, am I going now?
3: Mhm-,
0: oh okay um, so <laughs> my pick I guess i'm on I didn't do mine like first, second, third, I did it kind of like a bingo situation where like the middle one is the one that is the best one. And then I branched out from there. Um, But if uh, I have to pick my favorite anime uh, that like exemplifies everything that I think anime can be and could be and will be, and that like gets my heart pumping, it's gotta be the Monogatari series. Mm. I just love this anime. I think it's so artful. I love the uh, play on words uh, on screen. Um, It's got one of my favorite, my most favorite moments in anime, Um, the opening scene of uh, Hanakawa's panties. Um, (laughs) uh, I have the most figures from the Monogatari series. I cosplay the most from the Monogatari series. Um, I just think it's super artful, you know? And Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, modern anime, while this anime does have fan service and it does cater to a certain crowd, it's also extremely well thought out. It's extremely well written. And even um, like the way that they produce this, like the order in which they produce it, I feel like fits for the franchise. Um, And it's just it's my favorite. Mm. I feel that.
1: Yeah. Okay. By My number two choice is actually my second favorite anime of all time, which is kind of the other side of the coin for me from Tengen Tapa, Gurren Lagann. You know, as we think about I'm a Gemini, you know, <laughs> so I got them two spirits inside of me. You
0: got an angel and a devil,
1: baby. Yeah. So the other side of the coin for me is Mushishi, and I absolutely adore Mushishi, uh, and what I how this particularly fits into my taste is is kind of shows that accentuate vibe, and shows that are deep kind of shows. And I think yeah, Kino's Journey fits really well in here as well. I'm a huge fan of Kino's Journey too. Uh, Girls Last Tour also.
0: Oh, went hell really,
1: really yes. well for mm-hmm. me and has a similar idea. Yeah, I think Mushishi to me is the the perfection of that to like kind of craft atmosphere and craft vibe and it's just just enough to kind of yeah, you just kind of wash yourself in, in emotion and curiosity. Um Maiden Abyss is is like a little bit like this, but not totally. I love Maiden Abyss too, but um yeah i think mushishi really hits the nail on the head to create a show that's like yeah atmosphere you know, mm. really great
3: uh speaking of atmosphere the there's a show the giant robot show called giant robo
2: <laughs> and that sort of if it if it, if you had a if you had a robot show in that what you just described mm-hmm. dan i think there's kind of like the best of two worlds as well mm-hmm. um it's evocative. so it's, yeah 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 and this and this was another this is an ova series it came out uh 92 to 98 it's a bandai production mm-hmm. um it's very over the top there's a lot of fight scenes that are similar to cyborg zero zero nine um in mm-hmm. sort of this classic um not so much hero style but and if japanese were to do heroes and not like my hero academia
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah this is on my list of things to watch it's on my radar mm. yeah the so
2: what i love about it it was when i originally watched it was a score it's uh all sort of classical orchestral mm. music it just fits so well and i think i think music no i think about it i think music is has to be an element that works in tandem with with the animation
4: because
2: mm-hmm. that's i mean originally that's what good animation was it was just music and, and visuals it wasn't necessarily a plot or dialogue necessarily
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know and uh and akira had a great soundtrack they're just they they had the soundtrack speaks for itself
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know uh, so if you like Big O, this show is kind of fits into that atmosphere and mood mm-hmm. um, and I, a Blu-ray release just came out not too long ago, which I have not gotten because I'm missing a DVD or like I broke the DVD with the box that I had. <laughs> One of the mm-hmm. volumes is just, yeah, I like snapped it in half somehow. Mm-hmm. I know. What I do?
0: Got put your DVDs back in the case.
2: <laughs> Basically. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, speaking of anime that have perfect soundtracks, my number 2 is Foody Coody. <laughs> <laughs> um so I could have this is like in my psychological category or like uh <laughs> or you know, whatever. Um I could have uh gone with like something like Steinsgate where there's like lots of time skips and jumps around and time travel and you know stuff like that. And I could have gone with Welcome to the NHK because that's also uh an anime that I super duper love. But uh I went fully coolie because it is so cool how this anime got produced and that like all of the little production things behind the scenes you know they specifically budgeted for this anime for the uh soundtrack for the pillows like everything about this is like what anime could do if they had the perfect amount of time the perfect budget the perfect like music you know what i mean uh and it I think really extremely well-written. Um, I think it's a great story, a great coming of age story. Um, I feel like it's extremely relatable. Um, and I do understand why some people don't like Fully Cooly because it is kind of also all over the place. Uh, but I think that's its charm. And I think, mm-hmm. y- you know, that's, that's what it does.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a top it's 10 show for me. For it sure. is.
0: I fucking love Fully Cooly.
1: Okay, Yeah.
2: Never mind. I, okay. just wanted to, I just wanted to talk about Guyanax and Trigger, but that's a whole. We can get talk about something else later. All right, <laughs> we can do a whole episode on that. was <laughs> uh,
0: waiting very attentively. <laughs> he said,
1: "My Sorry, I got, so that's right. My number three uh, is my third favorite anime of all time." Uh, One Piece and what I like about One Piece and how that fits into my taste is the complex world building and that's something that when there's a kind of well crafted uh, when there's a a sophisticated and well crafted um, premise and and world that's built and kind of a a coherent and sensible long term plot uh, that really really appeals to me uh anything that you can kind of sink your teeth into and and sit back and kind of reflect on um that kind of stuff really really appeals to me and nothing encapsulates that more than one piece which is is like you know the odyssey of the modern times you know it's like the ultimate long-term world building and and storytelling um to which none other can compare so yeah one piece ranks real real high for me yeah yeah i've I
2: feel like you, I knew you were going to put this on your list, so I just, <laughs> I just decided not to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so solid. It's mm, good stuff. Good stuff. But it's also one of the longest running shonen fighting
1: shows. Yeah. Well, we can dig into this more with the Anabros as we talk about how One Piece went from new shonen to old shonen. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So... This is a good jumping point because my next one is Fist of the North Star, and I think you can't talk about fighting anime and shonen without Fist of the North Star.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, this is a very classic, very classic show. I think if I don't know, there's there's hardly any other fighting shows I like more than DBZ at least at the time, and mm-hmm. this was like the one that I liked more, or could say I liked more, and and like and everything in seriousness is tone and its similarities to Mad Max, uh, one of my favorite live-action franchises, if you will. And like, if you had to set an anime in a world like aesthetic, I I would want it to be in Mad Max. (laughs) I think there should be a Mad Max anime, actually. Um, But uh, I think it'll probably never happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, great soundtrack, like love the opening, closing theme songs. I'd watched this one right around the time that I stopped watching anime. So it was like right around the conspiracy theory era of my life. Mm. And like I remember I remember spending um like watch four or five episodes a night, come home and watch it kind of got lost in that world and I know like I know if you guys watched series where you just that's all you watch is that one show mm-hmm. there's no room for any other to be influenced by another show mm-hmm. like when we did I, I don't know if you guys when you guys watched Gundam uh, uh Blood Iron Orphans Blooded Iron, Blood Iron Orphans did you feel that way like were you just watching that show
1: no but I understand what I do, do understand mm-hmm. what
2: you mean mm-hmm. okay but yeah like that's what I did with the show. And I want to go back and maybe rewatch some of them. They did some films that were abridged versions because it's so long. But, uh, but yeah, I recommend this one
1: to anyone yeah. who likes fighting. I've, I've seen the movie versions a couple of times, but I haven't watched the original show. It's on my list of things to watch. Mm. It's a really bad live action American version of the show. Ugh, it's, oh. really, it's so bad. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, that's not something you could do in live action.
0: <laughs> well, I don't have a good segue for this. <laughs> I was trying to segue into something. Uh, speaking of shows that have a uh, bad live action, uh, everybody should go watch *Crying Freeman*. <laughs> <laughs> But uh so another facet of my anime taste is like dark and brooding and edgy anime. Um and uh I wanted to put on, on my list something that was older because I don't want people to just think that I like Moe trash and like new anime because I really, really love the animation quality of the 80s and the 90s. So to to encapsulate everything uh i put on my list vampire hunter d like Mm. the 1985 movie fuck Mm -hmm. me up with that uh i just love the straight vibes from this movie so much uh also i love vampires hello um and uh twilight yes (laughs) did you know (laughs) but um i uh I used to do these like installations at art galleries where I would literally just take my room like right here and I would put it in uh, a a gallery with all of my stuff with like tons and tons of screens like I would have projectors and I had my old my dad's old Commodore monitor playing Vampire Hunter D and the quality on a Commodore monitor is just uh, so grainy and good and I loved it. (laughs) but yeah so vampire hunter d hell yeah go watch it. oh yeah hell yeah see i like good stuff too guys (laughs) (laughs) i'll talk about that one a lot but that's one that i i watch frequently
1: Hmm. Mm -hmm. you prefer the uh the original one over the newer one
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know whenever i'm introduced to something first like that's what i like i'm just like this is it and it's nothing Mm -hmm. else (laughs)
4: yeah fair Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Okay, so so my next choice is the one everybody knew was coming—the mm. meme.
0: <laughs> the meme, the meme, the meme.
1: Yeah, the meme. Legends of the Galactic Heroes. There we go. Um, so what? And this fits into my taste, obviously.
0: <laughs>
1: but all yeah, I like I like character-driven shows more than I. I'm more apt. To watch a character-driven show than than a plot-driven show, you know. And, and when I think of, when I say that, I mean like Banana Fish, for example, which is a great show, and I like this show a lot. But I would say that's a very plot-driven show. Um, there's just nonstop action and momentum, and not as much uh, kind of character growth and character development versus Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which I would say is is solely char- like it's a very character-oriented story where you really get to know each and every personality and watch these people kind of grow and uh, go through their lives and, and kind of change their their you know they mature, they change their outlooks over time. And Legend of the Galactic Heroes is deep. Um, and that's another thing that I, I like. You know, Mushishi and, and Kino's Journey shows like this are deep for being kind of evocative and um, emotionally colorful in a way shows that make you pause and go oh yeah very interesting you know which is something i like to do there's legends of the galactic heroes is like yeah like deep in a classical literature sense of like heavy-handed themes and big ideas and you know lots of philosophical discussion and and ruminations and whatnot and i think shows like berserk are like that as well you know or, or planetes where they kind of have You know, Vinland Saga, you know, shows that um, have meaningful um, thematic discussion about you know philosophy, about life outlook, um, about morals and values, and those are the kinds of stories that I'm most interested in and that I I want to explore.
4: Mm
3: Hmm. Hmm. Well, I I guess. I was doing good. I was I was jumping off yours, Dan. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and I think I think the closest thing to that, I don't think there's anything close to that, honestly, except for like Star Trek.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um Dan does so not I, I, like
0: I'm, that comparison.
1: Yeah. Well, I I'm, <laughs> I'm just not a Star Trek guy. But maybe that's hmm. you know, like in my world if, don't you have to choose between Star Trek and Star Wars? And I'm a Star Wars guy.
4: Mm.
1: Yeah, or Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, sure. and, and yeah, Star Trek is the, the intellectual one, and Star Wars is the emotional one. So maybe emotion trumps intellect in this context. Mm. But mm. anyway, yeah, I'll go nice.
3: with, yeah, I'll go with, uh, with Psychopaths then. Mm.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I see you. Yeah. All
2: right. <laughs> I've already chosen shows that are that are set in a cyberpunk world, mm-hmm. but whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um this show thinking talking about themes and like uh greater sort of philosophical uh discussion kind of brings up these this the show brings up those ideas as sort of uh in, in like a Blade Runner-esque way, you know? And I think that Blade Runner like Mad Max also um, influences and basically sets up my just taste in general. And Psychopass is sort of a great combination of these uh, Blade Runner and uh, mm-hmm. Mad Max. Except for Mad Max, this is not so, ble- it's bleak. Like Psychopass is bleak, but you don't really get out of this technological advanced world, like we're in the future, right? It's more futuristic. So Ghost in the Shell is probably the closest thing to this. Yes, definitely. You know? You know? Um, So yeah, it combines cyberpunk, uh, this sort of cop, detective, psychological crime thriller, all these genres that I really like. Um, And it's also very similar to uh, Westworld. It's the third season of Westworld. Mm. I don't know if you guys guys have watched it. I brought this up before.
1: I think um, you're
0: the only one with HBO.
4: <laughs>
1: no, well, Dan's I'm, got it now. Yeah, I've got it now. Oh. I'm, Hannah and I are watching The O.C. together.
0: Oh, damn. <laughs> um,
2: In that, so there's like a, there's a supercomputer and then uh, the supercomputer is sort of, it's not controlling you per se, but it's sort of, it's um. It's like a dictatorship in a way, or like mind control uh, in in both worlds, in both Westworld and and in Psychopaths. Mm. Um But that just that that part really intrigues me. It's called civil system. Um, but Yeah, um, there's a lot to say about this one. I don't even know where to start. But the last <laughs> season two is not as good, unfortunately. And there's a season three I have not watched, and there's a couple of movies.
1: Yeah, but, I've, I've watched all the movies now. I think the movies are better. Yeah, okay, rock solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. better than season two. Yeah, hmm.
2: I watched the uh, first movie last night and fell asleep, so I could oh. so I could discuss it. But uh, oh well.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes it be like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I don't have a quick segue, but um, let's just get into one of my other favorite genres, which is a band anime. Mm. And, um, you know, I could have put you're going to see a lot of like repeating themes in my anime taste uh, uh, after this one. But um, I could have said Nana for this one because I do love Nana. But I feel like that one's more of like a romance than it is about the bands. Um, and I could have also said bang dream because I freaking love bang dream. Uh, but that kind of seems like more of an idol show that where the girls like play instruments. Uh, so I've got to go with K-On as my favorite band anime. Uh, and it is just so cute. I know that they, that the girls like don't play a lot of their instruments. It's more about the girls meeting for tea and, uh, you know their relationships with each other but it's fucking funny and it's super cute and uh you know when they do play it's it's just the best you know and of course i love moe so i had to pick kaon mm-hmm. i also could have oh i also really 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 love the uh the um idol or like idol performance in beyond the boundary that's like mm. one of my top se- like scenes in that anime as far as like bands go. Uh it's so good. Um but yeah, K-On. K-On for sure.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll use your choice as a leaping off point because you, you Look you at my K-On thing right here though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you uh you name dropped one of my choices which was oh, yeah. Nana.
0: Nana. For the, for
1: the exact same reason for <laughs> band stuff. I'm I'm very apt to watch stories about bands and about yeah. music. Cause I play in bands and mm-hmm. deal a lot with music. so I think it's really inter- in, uh, interesting. Uh, I, get, I knew that you, said,
0: you were going to put Nana on your list and I was like, I'm, I'm not m- picking Nana. Cause I Dana know because I
1: sent my list ahead of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I get <laughs> that Nana.
0: Dan, you just revealed our secrets.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I get I get as you say that Nana is more of a romance story, which mm-hmm. is another reason why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. And and I was gonna bring that up at a different juncture, but I love romance stories. I'm I'm anytime there's a good romantic subplot that becomes the most important plot to me. Any romance genre show, I I wanna see it. Um, but, yeah, I also just love stories about musicians, whether it's Nana or Beck Mongolian Chop Squad, Kids on the Slope, Your Lie in April, um, the one about uh, the, the classical musicians that's not Your Lie in April that I just marathoned recently.
0: Sound Euphonium?
1: Uh That's on my list of things to watch, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. What was this called? Um, where they go to Paris in season three. Um,
0: season three?
1: Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Sometimes that happens. But yeah, I love I love band stories. Yeah.
0: Have you seen Anonymous Noise?
1: No, it's not even on my radar. Oh, should you should I watch it?
0: that one. You should see that one.
1: Oh, I'll jot it down on my little list.
0: I really like that one too. I could have picked that one, but I was like, eh. Chaos.
2: So I chose Beck as my next one. Oh, shit. Nice. You didn't think no, of I'm, something. Just, I'm just joking. Oh, I'm man. Joking. Oh. Damn Sorry. It. Bad joke.
0: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> What's your um, next one then?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Cyber City Oedo. That's disappointing. No, I'm <laughs> <true>. so <Sorry.
4: laughs>
2: this, this is not really even a favorite in the sense of like. It wouldn't. It's like on my top twenty, maybe or so. But uh, I, I like this one. I chose it because it was the OVA series I watched right around my Tumblr days and making gifts. Um, and I hadn't seen all of Yoshiaki Kawajiri's works. Like, there's Wicked City.
0: Oh, that's uh, a good one.
2: Yeah, like Ninja Scroll. Oh, I love his character designs. It's one of my he's probably one of my favorite yeah designers and directors
0: did he also do demon city shinjuku mm-hmm. yes that's a good one too i'm just gonna name drop yeah. the ones that i've seen so that people know did, that i also like that
2: well he also did van by 100d uh bloodlust
0: oh bloodlust yes
2: um but yeah so this this show is another cyberpunk anime Oh, um, we're changing a
0: that. pattern
2: here. We're changing a pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> the show that emphasizes style over substance
4: hmm.
2: in a lot of ways. It feels 80s, but it's a 90s OVA. Um, it's just a very uh, pretty show to look at. It's flashy.
4: Hmm.
2: You know, and I think flashy shows, they exist still, but they're not I hmm. not it's prevalent, I guess.
0: I feel like it might be harder to see it now because of how, because of the standard of quality of animation that gets produced, mm. you know, mm. like, uh, Violet Evergarden, I feel like is a, is a good example of how animation can be just on point the entire way through, but it looks a lot different than, what on-point animation was back in the
2: eighties or the nineties, mm. you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think Trigger and Gainax sort of capture that still mm. as another example, but yeah, they it's sort of like the style, not nec- not necessarily saying style over substance for those shows particularly, but just like, it's very stylistic
4: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what drives, I think the sh- some of their shows. Um, but yeah, the show, uh go check it out. It's uh, I think it's wasn't well, another show that's been re- re-released, re-licensed in Blu-ray.
0: Mm-hmm. So I wanted to put on my list kind of a newer anime that um I really enjoy and uh You know, I also enjoy romance anime. And while I have a uh, Monogatari, my love story um, poster back on my wall back there, which I could have said for this one, if you are sensing any sort of pattern in me, I can't choose. And I don't like, I have like four choices in each category and I just like can't choose one. (laughs) But uh, I, my favorite romance is uh, Recovery of an MMO Junkie. Uh, I mm. talked about this in the binge-worthy episode. Um, it is so cute, and I think it's really uh, cool because it's like a different kind of romance. It's like kind of modern, like these two people meet online through a multiplayer online role-playing game, and they uh, meet each other as the opposite gender. And they kind of live in the same neighborhood and they keep bumping into each other at the convenience store, but they don't uh, know that each other are who they are. And it's just really cool how they find love in this cyber cyber world, this Internet world where everything is online all the time Uh, and it's unconventional and it's otakus doing otaku stuff, which is also uh, my favorite anime to watch.
4: Oh yeah.
3: Yes. Which makes me think that you're going to choose. Uh, um, fuck.
0: <laughs> I, like that that, I like that you <laughs> turned around to look.
3: I can like visualize the
2: show. Um, <laughs> the show about the fucking anime club. Um, Iso- oh, Kim. which
0: one? Which one? Which one? Is- oh. What is it? Which Iso- one? Kim. Not that one.
2: Not Isaac. The OG uh,
0: the OG anime club. Two thousand
2: like four anime club. Series.
1: Oh, Genshin. Yes, Genshiken. That actually Jesus.
0: is fucking on my list. Yes, yeah, nice. <laughs> it is. Sure. I fucking love <laughs> Genshin. Oh my gosh! I was either for uh, it was for my otaku's doing otaku stuff. That was gonna be another like yeah. a mm. category. But like I could, I was gonna pick Welcome to the NHK because oh, um, yeah, that's a fucking that like that literally exemplifies like an anime that's like psychological. It's dark. It's deep. uh It's about otaku's doing otaku stuff. The poor guy mm-hmm. can't even leave his room, but also he somehow meets a girl that he falls in love with like that. Oh, but fucking Genji can I love uh I because I I can't go to Comic Head. And also, I don't want to put out a dojin, but I really love watching people do all of those things. There's like a cosplay situation mm-hmm. that happens, like, and you know they're at Comic cat in the summer and it's hot, and it's just like everything that I experience. You know, going to AX and Otakon in the dead summer and trying to cosplay. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel so much for these characters. Uh, but yes, there you go. Wham, bam, two. You get two for one. Too.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: okay i'll i'll do a two for one to keep them keep them quick uh mm-hmm. this next one for me is one of my top 10 of all time and, and an extremely important show in my life is planetes and planetes also is a love story you know i get that nana is a love story and kind of in this josie sense which i'm into um planetes is, is I think a more like less drama filled and more like romance, romance kind of love story. I love both ideas of love story. I like any any kind of romantic type thing is big for me. But Planete is even more than that. What it, it uh, exemplifies for my taste is stories about dreams and about vision and goal and that is a kind of story that always resonates with me and always um yeah really really appeals to me berserk is also i think a story about vision and about goal and yeah also ranks extremely high for me Uh, but planetes for sure is like you know the the struggle to you know to have to to decide what is your goal and to struggle and strive for that goal and what does that goal mean for you how much will you sacrifice for that goal um i view myself in my own life as being very goal oriented in a similar kind of way so all stories like that really hit home for me um, and my second one I'll bring up uh, is Kaiba, which we've also discussed on this podcast early on. But you know, I love stories about the apocalypse. I love stories about dystopia. I love stories that kind of permeate nihilism in a certain way. And I don't actually think Kaiba is particularly nihilistic, but it does have this kind of like yeah the the dystopian angle and the apocalypse and like everybody's gonna die yeah i'm always drawn towards stories like that you know kaiba wolf's reign techno lies you know anything where uh this is you know anything with that kind of bleakness to it that that's
3: i like that kind of shift hmm. uh
2: speaking of love stories and bleakness metropolis yeah Yeah. 2001 madhouse film yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, this one's based on tezuka's manga it's directed by rintaro um it's a love story but it's it's not it's like the the longing and um you know not knowing whether or not you're going to see somebody again that like that resonates with me a lot i don't like traditional love stories and that like the formulaic ones Hmm. You know, this is like one that's not going to, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's no, the resolve is sort of like, well, we can't be together. Oh, well, you know, like that's, that's sad and hurts <laughs> in my opinion. Um, that's what I like about Metropolis. And it's just like, there's like just jazz going back to soundtracks. It's got one, a really strong uh, um, score, you know, it's a lot of jazz and future is Ray Charles can't stop loving you like come on like can't choose a better song for this for the ending of this movie mm-hmm. um and from there another tezuka adaption is dororo huh. the
4: original and
2: the not the original but the 2019 mappa mm-hmm. adaption uh this is this is probably the only thing that's new on my list <laughs> <laughs> came out this decade past decade um so it's like yeah as a dark as a dark fantasy set in samurai era world you know uh don't have a whole lot of don't actually this is the only fantasy thing i think i have um it's hard to describe the mood but it's it's like something you'd uh you'd watch in an old disney movie like pinocchio uh, and it's literally a story about a boy searching for a human for his human body. Um, uh and a journey that meets rather to meet his parents and who basically sacrificed himself or sacrificed him for the greater world yeah i feel like i'm
0: pause just compose yeah i need to pause <laughs> <laughs> i guess it mm-hmm. wait are you doing two right now
2: yeah uh, i figured
0: and blah, blah. okay
2: yeah they're well i figured yeah both Tesica works I'm going to leave.
0: Um, I'll do two and then I'll leave on a banger. Go okay. Ahead. But go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this, the story is, it's similar to Pinocchio in a way. I, when I was, when I was writing this, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Pinocchio. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's just like a, a very straight and concise story. It's just like, he's trying to get his body parts back and this is how he does it. And it's sort of a love interest mixed in there as well. So
0: like sort of a romance. Yeah. Sounds like mmm.
2: You could it's argue. A Jeffrey
0: style. Jeffree style <laughs> romance. <laughs> um should I go next? Should I go? Okay. So we all know I love Moe shit. And mm-hmm. Uh, While I think that Haruhi Suzumiya probably coined the moe genre, uh, my pick for moe is Lucky Star. Obviously, that's one of my favorite anime. Uh, It's probably my second favorite underneath Bakaemona or Monogatari series just because... Uh, When I put Monogatari series on the top of my list, it makes me sound smart (laughs) instead of liking Moe garbage. Um, But Lucky Star is such a funny show. The comedy hits for me. Um, uh, The main character, uh, Konata, she is... We share the same birthday. Number one, she's a Gemini. Uh, Uh, She is also very much like hot and cold. Like, um, she's either really super sweet or like really like maniacal and like evil. And I feel that i'm just i could that would be me if i was an anime character i'm like really like to poke at you i like to make fun of you but also at the same time like i'm super duper sweet so uh yeah lucky star if you haven't seen it what the fuck you doing in this podcast get out (laughs) 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 um and then also comedy like a lot of these are like i know that a lot of them of my picks are kind of like more on the like Moe side of anime or like the cutesy side. But, um, even my comedy pick, like, uh, I really like comedy anime. I think it's, I, I just, you know, one of those things and what better comedy anime than an Isekai comedy, which is Konosuba is my next pick. Um, I love Konosuba. Uh, it's, um, I feel like, mmm. I guess my, maybe it's not the best isekai, but uh, it is the funniest. And, um, you know, I will, uh, you know, it's the best isekai. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. It's my favorite. It. Yep, I don't care. It's. I think I rate, I think it's like a nine on my anime list or something. Mm. Um, it's just super funny. Uh, the antics that the characters get up to are awesome. They like, Kind of Konosuba and Lucky Star are these anime that uh, when you're watching, you kind of feel like you're a part of the group uh, that you're in on the jokes that, you know, you've been brought into this little, you get a slice of their life, uh, but also like you relate to what they're doing and you can kind of, uh, I don't know, self-insert, I guess. Friends, Hmm. friends that aren't real. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, But yeah.
1: So should I do two as well? My last two?
0: I have one left.
1: Yeah. So I'll do my last two. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So my last two, first off is Samurai Champloo. For the simple reason that I love samurai stories. Anything with samurai and ninja, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The way of the warrior. I like it i'm apt to watch it and finally one of my top 10 favorite shows and in a show that wound up being extremely important in my life is hajime no ipo which encapsulates my love of sports anime and daily life anime um hajime no ipo certainly is a sports anime and i like you know sports anime kind of crosses over to a couple i mean it's a broad idea right like some sports anime are more like love stories, some are more like you know character-driven, um, you know fighting spirit type stories. But in general, over time, I've come become really apt to, yeah be be
4: mm,
1: I'm a sports anime fan at this point. Mm -hmm. And I like slice of daily life type shows as well. And not that this is like a huge thing for me, um, but when I can get a good slice of daily life show, that's something that always appeals to me and resonates with me. I think Hajime no Ippo for being a kind of shonen style sports anime also manages to hit the target of being a good daily slice of life show in a way that yeah really appeals to me. Um, so that is my list of nine that kind of encapsulates all the different things that I'm into and looking for in anime
3: Cool, yeah, I haven't had any comedy shows, so
2: I'll pick Yakitate Japan as my comedy show. so before there before some uh, before Food wars, there was this show about making bread. And the competition based on this, like, you know, um, uh, Top Chef, you know what I mean? Or Iron Chef oriented shows, I think has a long history in Japan. Uh, But I've only seen two. (laughs) Um, I think this show is really underrated from the 2000s. I think it needs some sort of like uh, revitalization or whatever, you know? It needs a revival, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like the overtop reactions that you get in Food Wars is also in this, just with um, I don't know the same subtleties. You know, it's not animated as well, but it is
3: when it is. It's it's done good, yeah. So go watch this one. <laughs> i'm like
2: really, really loopy right now
0: <laughs>
2: like i feel like my i feel like my my sugar level is just like
0: plummeted go eat a yeah. racy cup <laughs> i ate two on break mm. how many anime do you have left i have got one more one more
2: mm-hmm. okay i'll uh, just do it real quick um so my, yeah, my last one is Revolutionary Girl Utena.
0: Ooh, Ooh, nice one. Nice, nice one. Uh, <laughs> the TV show yeah. or the movie?
2: The the TV show.
0: Yeah, beach. hmm
2: Yeah. This, I feel like the TV
0: show is very underrated. I feel like most is. people watch the movie and they're like, oh, I love Utena. And I'm like, bitch, have you seen the anime series? Because
4: Yeah, it's was-
1: important it's a really important show yeah tv show i feel like has not garnered the same kind of long-term status and popularity as sailor moon or and maybe the maybe i'm making an unfair comparison because i haven't actually watched sailor moon but utina really strikes me as like man this is this is deep you know it's like really thoughtful and well constructed and and like very interesting complex show i'm a fan you know mm-hmm. i loved it mm-hmm. when i watched it
0: same um yeah
1: i, I agree it's giant, underrated
0: <laughs> i have a giant five by seven foot painting of uh Utena that I, I that i did because i mm-hmm. love it so much. i remember yeah mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah it plays with big themes you know it's it plays with gender and sexuality um it's very surrealist and mm-hmm. it's storytelling yeah and uses a lot of symbolism. Hunky guy on a fast car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: For real I, was,
2: I think the closest thing I can really compare it to, or at least visually style, was uh, Rose of Versailles, which mm-hmm. I thought about putting on my list mm-hmm. as one of my shows. Still got to watch that. Yeah, if you can handle that era of animation. I cannot. Then you, you should watch it. <laughs> if you can't, then yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's my list.
0: All right. I'll do my last one. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out with a bang. I meant to say also that um, the comedy, the uh, two shows that I talked about, Konosuba and Lucky Star, um, they very much know exactly what they are and they do it extremely well. Mm. But anyway, so we all know who i am and i love trash and i love trashy anime and you know i feel like trash is like a hmm it's like a term to describe an anime that is probably uh not written well it's probably not animated well but you know what it's fun you know and uh you just want to watch just to see how bad the characters are! How, how what antics they're getting up to! And uh, you know, I had a lot of moe shows on here, so I did not put uh, Himoto Umaru Chan on my list. But I will go with uh, Oremo or my sister can't be this cute because I don't give a fuck if you <laughs> if you hate that show if you don't like that show. I love it. Um, I got a, I have a tattooed on my body, and it's a ten out of ten for me. <laughs> Mm. trashy brother sister anime you know what i don't care Fuck me up with that fam hell yeah it's also about otaku's doing otaku stuff um it's really funny uh yeah so <laughs> that's my whole list
1: we've, we've got yeah. a, a varied representation between us we've got the deep guy the cyberpunk guy mm-hmm. and the trashy girl.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> I was gonna put like high school DD on here or like to Love Rue because there's those are like the, the best fan service anime, but then I was like which one which one is worse than that?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta I gotta hit him with a banger,
4: okay? Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. I don't care. It's trash. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people need to stand up for their love of trash because if we all stand up for the trash, then it will be more acceptable to like
1: it. Yeah, maybe I should have put school days on my list.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought about putting school days on there too. And I was like, where does this fit in?
1: <laughs> mm, love story?
0: <laughs> hmm, there we go. Hmm. Do I like school days more than MMO junkie? Hmm.
2: Hmm. <laughs> well, it just lends me to think like, all right, so in t- 10, 15 years, like, are we still going to get this, the same anime?
0: Hmm. You know,
2: like, how's it going to evolve?
0: Yeah, because I feel like last decade was de- was the decade of Isekai. And now we're kind of heading into more of a, um, uh, what is the genre? I had it on the tip of my tongue. My brain's flying, farting, flying, <laughs> frying.
3: Uh-huh. It was a
2: load.
1: Of, it was a load of question. Oh, Sorry,
0: my bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I I do think that we will not get the same kinds of anime in the future as we did in the past, and I I think that is because of I think the that's because of a longer term, not exactly like commercialization of anime because anime has been a commercial product since day one you know it's not like this is a a passion project of some guy in his basement you know this is these are you know made to make money in various ways but uh, you know as we see anime become more you know mainstream acceptable more genre fractured You know, in the sense that, like, you know, we talked about this with the anime theme songs. So, like, in the 80s, all anime kind of had similar kinds of theme songs. By the 2010s, you could tell the genre of the show based on the theme song, you know, because everything is, like, very, like, this is this kind of show. This is that kind of show. It's meant to appeal to people into these kinds of genres, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those kinds of trends will continue, you know, that we will continue to see, um, yeah, like... More creation of easily digestible product because this is what's going to sell, and there is a you know a there is a known target audience that will consume this, and there is money to be made because that known target audience continues to expand as anime continues to become a larger, more popular art form. You know that's different. Like I don't, I'm not sure you could have a show like Neon Genesis Evangelion. That really takes chances and is a a combative kind of show uh, at this point.
0: Dan, I know you were um, grappling with putting that on your list, but I'm surprised none of us put it on our list
1: too obvious. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm feel wearing, that. I'm wearing. I'm wearing an Evangelion shirt right now. Oh, oh, shit. Shit. Ori, I, oh shit! I'm repping. I'm repping. Oh,
0: reppin. He's like, I don't need to put it on my <laughs> list, bitch. I wear it. Mm-hmm. I should have not put Orimo on my list since I literally wear it on my skin.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but
3: yeah, I think if we, if we did
2: it like our favorite top ten list, and we probably would. Yeah, it's the top 10.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, top 20.
2: (laughs) Top 20? All right, top 20 lists.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I like too many things. It's fair. I feel like I can't. It was so hard to narrow it down to nine. I'm looking at my list and I'm like, damn, but one more. Like, I would have, like, I didn't talk about perfect blue at all, but I also feel like I talk about perfect blue anytime we talk about any kind of good anime i'm like yes perfect blue fuck me up yes (laughs) Mm.
3: well how do you want to go out
0: um our vision let's talk about that we'll um talk about that and then uh i and then there's a discord member that we need to shout out cool yeah so for our year of um, podcasting, I feel like, uh, you know, we were testing the waters. We were trying to figure out, you know, what people liked, what we liked, what we're, what we're, what's our goal, you know? And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, now that we've uh, been doing this for a year, we're like some seasoned veterans here. Uh, I feel like we um, can uh, kind of, um, how, how do you say? Solidify like what our next year of podcasting might be. What do you guys What do you guys think?
1: Hmm. I vote we continue to talk about anime.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, (laughs) me too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as much as it was a learning, there was learning curve uh, slightly in like the technical part and like recording the audio. Um, as far as like what we've learned as a podcast, it's like yeah, like we just want to talk about anime ultimately, but there's so many ways to do it. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And I think, you know, going back to the old school and then sort of what laid the groundwork, what laid the path for the shows that are popular now Mm -hmm. is our next, at least that's what I think we should be doing in the next, in 2021,
0: basically our our next journey. Yeah. Mm yeah, I feel like um, because both of you guys like pretty much very different anime than me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It makes sense for me to have a sh- like a like to curate a show around, you know, paying homage to the older anime that you guys like that you guys have grown up with, and then also like bridging that gap between newer anime. Um, Because that is what I'm into. And that's what solely, like, that's what I watch anime for, you know? Um, So I think that would be cool if we could do something like, yes, this show is like this other show, but it's older. And it laid the groundwork. And this is how, I don't know where my sentence went. (laughs) (laughs) We're fading fast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're going on three hours plus.
0: <laughs> we got it. You got to cut some of that out. My brain is just trailing. <laughs>
4: mm.
2: Yeah. I just, you know, I think we, there's many ways of doing this. And I think, you know, our, yeah, like you said, our taste or there's overlap, but it's not, this is not the Moe podcast. It's not
1: the, it's sci-fi a, podcast you not, know I mean it's not the legends of the Galactic heroes podcast.
0: <laughs> 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 no
1: <laughs> well and I think in that way we we hit the mark right on the head where it is yeah a podcast of just talking anime with your friends
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know your friends are all you know there are all going to be into different things you know that complement each other and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's what creates room for discussion you know yeah friendly back and forth
4: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah.
2: and if there are things that you want to hear as a listener then you definitely need to let us know
0: yes if you are listening and you've you've been like damn I've really been wanting them to talk about this show and they are not talking about it let us know because we will we will do that for you yeah we will watch basically anything (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. I think we have proven that we would watch basically anything (laughs) based on our collab episodes
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've, we've put, we've, each of us has been put through the ringer at least (laughs) once on this podcast.
0: I know. I had to watch two Gundam series in a row, Bitch, I did it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I watched X 6
0: Hell yeah. It was painful for me. (laughs) (laughs) What was your most painful show, Jeff? Mm. Please don't say no game, no life.
2: (laughs) No, I think I'm with Dan with the kiss. (laughs) Sis.
0: Oh, I didn't it, think that was bad. There. That was one of the anime that I torrented in the beginning. And I was like, ooh, what? Anime is like these they young. Wow, weird. Whoa, whoa.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna try and cover older anime and newer anime. Um, I feel like for a while there we were we were doing Netflix anime so if there is a Netflix anime that's coming out I'm sure we'll probably try and review that one for you as well
2: yeah there's well there, I know uh, is, wait no Megalobox is not going to be on there is it on Netflix I don't,
0: I don't know so. I don't know okay um
1: Megalobox will be a good one for us to talk about though and relate back to Ashita no Joe. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I got to pick some uh, some newer shows that are kind of cutesy because I'm here in Megalobox and Ashita no Joe and I'm just like, "Oh <laughs> man." Like having that. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, "That's going to be a struggle." <laughs> 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 Also, if you're listening and, you know, you're another podcast and you thought, man, these guys are so cool. I want to hang out with them and talk anime too. <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> you can email us, hit us up in our Discord. We are always down to collab with anyone who wants to sit and talk anime with us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't bite.
0: Mm-mm. We don't bite. Maybe a little we, bit. Ow. We may
2: have very strong opinions about <laughs> oh, things, yeah.
0: but uh,
3: we uh, are open.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. we're fading
3: (laughs) yeah let's wrap it
2: up
0: Jesus I don't have any wrap I don't know how to wrap it up I don't have any wrap up somebody
1: joined our discord
0: oh fuck yeah fuck yes um shouts out to detective neckbeard I think you're from the anime bros punk uh brothers oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the spot now you're all looking at me (laughs) <laughs> it's like at work. <laughs> oh, shout out to Detective Neckbeard for joining our Discord. Thank you so much. Also, they commented that our Discord was so organized, and I'm just going to toot my own horn because, yes, it is very organized. <laughs>
1: yeah, you did a good job, Amelia. Yeah. You're
0: a good one. Yeah. Somebody please post pictures of their animals. <laughs> <laughs> I need some animals in my life. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Ew. Um. Yeah. If you like this
2: episode, go back and listen to our first episode no. and compare.
0: No, <laughs> we our glow up was real, we we glowed up. We glowed up hard.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm not the same person I was back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, we one year older, one year wiser, and one year more COVID resistant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Only one of us actually got it.
2: (laughs) Not pointing fingers.
0: Not. I didn't. I know, because we're pointing thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we appreciate every single one of you who listens to our podcast. Obviously, if you were not here, we would not be here. And uh, yeah, we will catch you in our next episode.
1: This yes, is a, next time, yeah. Which is a collaboration with Anime Bros.
0: Um, we're probably going to cut that out because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to assume anything.
1: Oh, okay. I don't want to
0: put it on the pod if we're if it, if something else ha- if something happens and we can't, we have to come up with something else. Okay. But yeah, in our next episode, well, it'll be a surprise to both us and our listeners, and it'll be delicious—a little mm. tasty treat.
4: Hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye. Oops, got it.